0: We are live. Is that better?
1: That's great.
0: We are here in the home of Mitchell Halstead. Mitchell, would you like to give everyone your address?
1: Uh, no, but I do live in Chattanooga. That's Chattanooga or Hickson? Well, technically it's Hickson, but Hickson's incorporated into Chattanooga, so it's kind of one and the same nowadays. <sighs> All right, history lesson. Back from our nap. Um, I'm Stephen Walker. You're listening to Home Field
0: Disadvantage, where I go into the homes of other people and record with them. I'm here with Mitchell, who at first, hey, when girl. I texted you Tuesday night, you said, "Okay, let's do it." And you said, "You said night." Well, I here say, we are. No, 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 listen, listen. You said Tuesday night, and then I said, "Okay, coming over." And you looked, and you texted back, and you say, "Wait, what? Explain." That's
1: well, okay. I misunderstood what Stephen's gimmick was for this podcast. I, I knew that it had to do with being in the home. I mistakenly thought that whoever was being interviewed was in their home, which doesn't make any sense now that I think about it. And I didn't realize that Steve yeah, actually it it, invades your home and thereby Literally. creates the disadvantage. So here we are on Thursday instead.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so I got all excited. I got my laptop ready. I got everything ready to go. And then you text me that. And it was... It's the worst night of my life,
1: if we're being honest. It, it's only downhill from there. I will disappoint you forever.
0: You never have failed to amaze me. Oh,
1: hey, thanks, man. Anyway,
0: so Mitchell and I, Mitchell, I am your former employee, if you will.
1: That is correct, slash slave, uh, because of the nature like of the, the internship. I like internship better. Yeah, that's actually probably a little insensitive nowadays. But no, Stephen, uh, yeah, he worked for me as an intern a couple of summers What did you ago. do, Mitchell? What do I do? I am a, a minister of the youth, a youth minister is the term we most often use, and I work with uh, you know sixth through twelfth graders at a, at our church. And during the summer times, we do tons of trips, and so we hire in some interns, college students. And Stephen was one of them two years ago. One of the one of the greatest all time. Yeah,
0: I do have a question. <laughs> Stephen Walker.
1: Thought there'd be a question.
0: Not as that. a podcaster. Not as a man. As a human. Yeah. No, no, no. As an intern. As an intern. Wait, wait. this great intern. Or the greatest intern you've ever had? Is there no, no, other, no other options? Did I give other options?
1: No, I'm just wondering if there's like a you know, like a secret option that is lower than those. There's a
0: secret option that's like like I love you. You're my best friend. You've been the greatest intern ever. So you've basically given me nothing to work with
1: with that question. I've given you
0: so much to work with uh, because of how much I've worked for you. You mean like 11 weeks? It's not it wasn't that long. No, it was 11. I counted I mean, it wasn't longer than best that. Best 11 weeks of my best life. Best 11 weeks, okay.
1: No, truly though, Stephen was a great intern. That's why he's in the home <coughs> right now. You heard it here. Because he, yes. he just he couldn't get enough of, of the bond that we shared mm. as employee and employer. Mm. It was the lines cool. were merged. The lines were blurred.
0: Anywho, but on a serious note, me and Mitchell, we hit it off pretty well, I'd say. I, I would say you, we are the mirror image of each other. with with a few with a few minor cracks in the mirror
1: it's (laughs) Uh, I I would say that we we do have a strange symbiotic thing going that's probably a really weird word to use there but define a symbiotic thing going in nature
0: okay that smile (laughs) that you gave me maybe not but anyway this is home field disadvantage like I
1: get you and you get me and even we're though one we're big, really happy not, family. and we're one big happy family. Even though you and I are not necessarily all that similar, we have some similar interests. and I think that's where it is. Like I get, we have your, similar viewpoints I view get your, as well. yourself, and you get myself, and it just—it's molecular. It's why this podcast so far has been amazing.
0: I mean, I would give it five stars.
1: I think, yeah. I mean, four minutes. Do we of, need to go on four minutes of glory? Absolutely.
0: Let's today, let's today we are going to disagree. Oh. Because the first topic is Mayfield versus Bluebell oh, ice cream. I'm about to not. take you down, son. Then we're going to talk oh, about. Shit. So Mitchell is a history buff. Uh, more like a. Stop. I got your exerciser. Would you stop? Okay. Anywho, so we're going to talk about history today. We're going to talk about current events also. He's from Texas. Indeed. If you see seen on his hat, the Astros just won big.
1: They did the world. And he's still days. wearing the
0: hat. I will wear it forever never wash it in the grave
1: hey you're wearing a San Antonio Spurs shirt go Spurs baby
0: I, I agree with you yeah I do like the Spurs though I'm not I'm not against I'm not against Texas I know but Tennessee's uh-huh. better it's a great place to be anyway so we'll talk about that we'll talk about the Astros World Series and then we'll wrap it up this is home field disadvantage so
1: and we're back
0: no we've been here the entire time Oh, it doesn't work that way Anywho, I just
1: wanted to say and we're back.
0: I've been having this argument with and and I've been vastly outnumbered wrongly, rightly. Wrongly. Mm-hmm. Bluebell ice cream versus Mayfield. We have the two bowls here. What do you want to do, Mitchell?
1: Well, I want to start by saying this is kind of like our our general Texas versus Tennessee argument because Blue Bell is, is Blue Bell
0: from Texas. It
1: is originally, I think, maybe still all made in, in Texas, or at least it originally was. That's the problem. That's that's the why it. What I'm saying makes sense. Whereas so your Bayfield, home field bias, Bayfield, home field honestly is, is a Tennessee thing. So, uh, yeah. Athens, Tennessee. That's true. Brenham, Texas. Trash. Texas. Uh that's not even a thing. Okay, so what we've done here, listeners, is we have actually <laughs>
0: All thousands got, uh, of you. All,
1: all of you, twelve <laughs> of you, which are all related to us. Um <laughs> we have taken some Bluebell homemade vanilla ice cream in one bowl. And some <laughs> field what's what's this actually called? Signature vanilla cream style. Not neither of these are the vanilla bean, that's a different category that we will not be talking about. This is, this is apples to apples as close as we can get. So we've got a little bit of that. both.
0: I would call for it comparisons fresh apples to, to rotten apples. Oh, all right.
1: So for comparison's sake, we have gotten both. And just first glance, one of them uh, is more of a, a whitish creamy color. And one of them has a little tint of yellow to it. I'll let you all decide. So we're going to taste test this, which, of course, none of you all can see. But uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the flavor that we experience. Steven okay, is beginning so with.
0: Do you want to go first with the Mayfield or me with the bluebell? You go first. Okay, so it's I have a bluebell, and obviously it looks like a. I would say a, a healthy man's urine track. It's a yellowish color. Really? No, I'm just. That is a to, weird thing to say. That was pretty biased of me. I'm sorry. Mm. It does not look good off the top. It's too. So for me, I like a creamy ice cream, and this is hard and thick and nasty. Well, excuse me, not nasty yet. Give me a few seconds.
1: Steven is tasting
0: the ice cream. The problem I have with Bluebell, <laughs> it's this aftertaste that I get all the time. It tastes like, okay, so I was thinking about this. Taste of goodness. No, no, no. You want to tell me this is all natural, right? No, I don't want to tell
1: you that. I've never said that.
0: Oh, okay. Then we're good. This, this look, tastes like it's artificial, just nastiness, garbage.
1: It, okay, you
0: can't tell me that this does not have an aftertaste.
1: The aftertaste is what is... No, no,
0: no, no. The aftertaste is the worst thing about it. I always disagree just, with you vehemently. Okay. Is that word? I'm taking another bite. The initial taste is good. It's amazing. No, 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 no. It's good. The thing that kills it is definitely the aftertaste. I would say that is what enhances and enriches the no. flavor. No. Let me you know what this tastes like? Give me some Louisville. This tastes like milk, butter, and vanilla drops. And that that that's not ice, ice cream. cream. No milk?
1: no, 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 no. Maybe not butter. No, you gotta put butter in there to turn it. Butter in your ice cream? I don't really know how they make it. I don't know either. Okay. I'm just guessing. <laughs> Alright, let me let me taste what is my favorite thing of all of all time. Mistake in your mouth. I could just die right now and be happy. That is that is so good.
0: Maybe you will because it does. I wouldn't even say it's love. an
1: aftertaste. It's like a prolonged taste. It just no. It's with disgusting. You. It yeah. And it reminds I need, you of, of simpler times when your grandma would go out and churn the butter and and milk the cows and then turn that somehow into actual ice cream on the front porch of her old house. You know what it tastes like. The rocking chair. You know what it
0: tastes like. Heaven. Amber it yogurt. tastes like your grandma goes out to the field, milks the cows, does everything you just said. Adds a little bit of smudge of cow manure in there just to get the taste right, according to you. Well, then those cows It tastes like there's cow manure s- in there. Straight
1: from heaven, cows.
0: Really? If that's what it is, then I accept I it. beg to eat that Because your ice cream, mine's, the May, okay, excuse me, the Mayfield ice cream is starting to melt a little bit. That's why I love because it's creamy, it's rich. You it's drove fluff.
1: from your house. No,
0: no, no, Mitchell, no, Mitchell. That's not true.
1: It's
0: Mitchell just had a bite of Blue Bell.
1: I just finished the blue bill. So it was amazing.
0: Okay, so I'm here with the Mayfield now, and I'm just I'm pressing on a little bit, just to get that texture right. And it's so, I mean, this is literally clouds in a bowl. It's it it just all oh my. Gosh.
1: I like my ice cream with more substance, though. I like to be able to sculpt it with my spoon. You can't sculpt the raw. You can sculpt it. Which rock. correction,
0: you can't sculpt raw? rock. <laughs> you
1: absolutely can. <getting> more. On. <laughs> Crap. You can't smoke. the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken <laughs> with such conviction. Leonardo is turning over in his graveyard. <coughs> right. uh, that is So I have
0: this spoonful of goodness I'm just staring at right now. I'm going to go in for a bite. All right. Oh. Please. Mitchell. Please. Let me try this. Mitchell. <gasps> Mitchell, you can't tell me right now. It's got a...
1: It's creamy. It's so rich and creamy, Mitchell. It's just not the same. I don't even know. Mm. It's not bad, but it tastes like a cheaper ice cream to me, so here's which it's the thing. not. It's definitely not cheaper. That's for sure.
0: Here's the thing. I, I love I, – you and I both agree we would love more ingredients in our ice cream, such as like toppings and such, right? Rather just plain.
1: I like to add things, sure.
0: All right. I can eat this plain. Vanilla, because it is so good. I do not need any toppings for this. Well, but by
1: the way, Mayfield news Tracks. Oh, that's try good. to tell me otherwise. It's good stuff. Um, I will tell you that I ate a bowl of ice cream while I was watching The Martian last night. That was about the size of my face, and it had Pause. zero. Toppings. You've seen that movie at least ten times. I own it, so I've seen it. Yes, it's a great movie. But I the size of ice cream I had was mountainous and I ate it entirely with any toppings. Without any toppings. Well that's good you're biased, so I'm not. Completely satisfied. So I can say the exact same thing about my brand you can't Blue though. Bell homemade vanilla as you can, apparently, about your ghetto trash over there.
0: Ghetto? Athens, Tennessee is ghetto to you.
1: I didn't say that.
0: I said your <laughs> That's where the ice
1: cream's cream. from. <laughs> I wasn't talking about the origin of your ice cream. Finish your ice cream so we can move on to the next topic.
0: I'm not done with this because I brought Mayfield ice cream to a certain location that we won't, that we won't name in honor of you.
1: You mean to insult me? Right. Okay.
0: Anyway, <laughs> they said, they said, wow, was that Mayfield ice cream you brought? I said, yeah. And they're like, wow, I'm surprised. That tastes really, really good. I didn't know Mayfield was this good. I said, no, you don't. You know why? Because of the Blue Bell bias. Everyone, everyone says Blue Bell's the best. Everyone says it. Is it true, though? No, because they don't actually taste it, get down to business, and get dirty. I think ice cream is all about tasting it. So I but can't. they don't do it. They just count on people like
1: you that say, ah, oh, bluebell's the best. We get Blue Bell all the time for youth group stuff. Our kids are yeah. very well what? established. You, with yeah, the you know why? Because you,
0: you purge their tongues to taste that. Garbage. I digress. <laughs> I think you this... bring Mayfield. You bring Mayfield to the next youth group day or whatever. Maybe I'll just
1: do a blind taste test. How about that? Mayfield will win. I just. I can't believe that. I refuse. Until there is proof that is irrefutable, I will take this to my grave.
0: I will take this to my grave. I would
1: like to be buried with get half gallons of bluebell. Thank you very much.
0: Just. Soupy and it'll be it probably so preserve gross. your body because uh, <laughs> it's artificial,
1: uh, mm, true, boom roasted. Yeah,
0: score Mayfield would just flow
1: through your oh, veins, it's just that doesn't like blood. Good. What Mayfield are flowing through your veins? Just ice cream in your veins, I mean, in your <coughs> belly is one thing, but Mitchell, it's Mayfield, it's Bluebell. If we have to arm wrestle over this, you'd I'm okay with that. You have I stronger yeah, muscles Well it's because Bluebell gives me the power. Yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> I think we can both agree. They are both
0: not good for, They're our not as good for your body. <laughs> <laughs> me, are you Anyway, here we are back. Sorry, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Now, Mitchell, I can use this against you. But anyway, so well. No no no, we're not doing this. This is rolling organic. Ugh. Oh, okay. Moving on, you have a current event for me because you you love, you love talk like researching this stuff. I and do looking stuff. most things. Most things. You're not always good with what you come up. Maybe
1: with. I should be a researcher. Like that's my. You job. should be a reporter. That could be cool. And All that's right. basically researching on the streets. That's true. Like real real people and interactions and stuff. Okay, so. I, I honestly don't know how, how current this is, but I just heard about it a couple of days ago. So for me, it's incredibly current. Uh, but I think it opens up a broader question of theology. Oh no. Which is one of those topics that, you know, it's kind of fun to talk about. So uh, a lot of you out there may have heard the, the book titled um, Heaven is for Real, which yeah, I think it, I've seen it maybe subtitled or in other ways described as the boy who, who went to heaven or came back from heaven. And uh, the, the story basically is that this kid named Alex Malarkey um, was in a, a real tragic car accident. And, and I think he was in a coma for a really long time or something like that. Anyway, he comes back eventually out of this coma. And he starts telling these stories about how he had experienced heaven and, and face-to-face with Jesus. And all these different crazy things, even about like his grandparent that he'd never met before. There's a lot of really interesting stories about it. And yes, they did recently make a movie. I think it came out last year. Did you see it? I have not seen it, nor have I read the book. But that's not the point that I'm going with, just in case anybody's like, "Yeah, I not read the book. That's not the point. The point like that? is that is, <laughs> yeah, it is accurate. But I don't have to have read the book to say <laughs> what I'm going to say, so stop. All right. Apparently, now that he is in his teenage years, he has come out uh, and recanted his story. Oh. And said that everything that he had said that was turned into book form, interviews, uh, movie, obviously... Uh, he made it up, and oh. he just wants to come clean. And there's all kinds of back stuff about you know people trying to manipulate him by knowing that it wasn't even true, but just trying to make money off of. It. I don't know how much of that is accurate or not, but but it's been all over the internet. Um, again, I just came across it, but maybe it's maybe it's old news uh, that he has Take officially news. recanted his story um, and that he did not come back with revelations. Ooh, that's interesting. But the interesting thing is, and I, I've read some some different blog posts about this from, from Christian blogs that are saying that this is actually great. And I actually thought a lot of them would say, uh-oh, this is going right. to turn people away. Well, the in initial way reaction whatever. to me
0: was, uh
1: That's I'm exactly lying. what I thought, too. I was like, oh, man, this is not good. But the whole reason he wanted to come forward is because he felt like he was being disingenuous. So you could argue that for him, you know, this was the right thing to do. He, he wanted oh, to say, sure. I had been lying. I don't want to do that anymore. But I was, I was kind of concerned with the theology of it because if people had – have come to belief based on his testimony mm. and now it's completely bogus what does that mean for those people but even bigger what does it mean for i guess doctrines of heaven you know has anybody really put a lot of faith into what he said as as demonstrations of the truth of heaven i don't honestly I don't really have any idea like i said i haven't read the book but some of these posts that i was reading are talking about how it's actually great news that he's come out because Apparently there's kind of this movement in conservative Christianity of, of, of wanting to turn away from any of these accounts of people who have supposedly been to uh-huh. heaven. or for Like them. that
0: one doctor or whatever.
1: Well, there's a phrase out there that I, I just heard about called um, heavenly tourism. And it's really describing literature and and stories and testimonies of people that claim to have gone to Heaven or Hell and come back and reported on it. And I guess a lot of people out there on the more conservative side of things want to argue that that is potentially heretical, as in there's no truth to it at all. It's mm -hmm. theologically unsound. And that when stories like The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven are recanted and taken back, that actually is is better for Christianity because people mm-hmm. can look at that and say, that's not even real anyway, so we don't need to give it any any credibility. I don't, what do you think about that?
0: I have a question, follow okay. question. I may have an answer. Jesus' carpet face. I don't know what that is. Is that
1: Jesus' face in a carpet? Yes. I think that has to be real. I mean, who could possibly fake that?
0: I don't, know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It happened around Christmas time, I think. Mm. I don't know. Don't fact check on me on that. I won't. There's been a lot but of on a serious <laughs> note, I am a skeptic when when people come out and say stuff like that. I'm like, actually a to skeptic, heaven, too. Right, because yeah. it's like, eh, I don't know. So, I like, I am a skeptic, but when it comes to stuff like that, I don't know. It's just, like, I feel if you're in heaven, and feel free to correct me wrong, theological scholar that you are. Oh, uh, okay. Why would, why would the Lord take you bring you back i don't know i just feel like if you're already there why would you go back i don't know
1: that is a good question i mean the only examples biblically that we have of something even remotely close to this would be john's revelation um and that wasn't the result of him dying that was the result of him being given this vision mm-hmm. and we don't even know how that happened we don't know if he was asleep and had it or if he was just standing there in the middle of the road and. Boom, you know, this happens in his mind. We have no idea. Um, but he, as far as we can tell, it was not he got in a car wreck right. and was in a coma for a Okay, so he was in a coma. I forgot you said that. The boy had been in a car wreck, yes, as far as I understand. Um, and I just, I, I was checking a second ago. This The revelation that he had made it up actually came out a couple of years ago in, um, it's
0: it's, in 2015.
1: But I just heard about it. So for me, it's new. That's what we're talking about right now. Um, yeah I, I don't know I, I'm naturally skeptical I guess about most things yes um, and so some of these accounts and I have read into enough of them to, to see do they typically agree with each other I mean if one person has, a, has an right. account of being at heaven and another person does do they coincide uh, and is that proof of anything and if, it, if they don't coincide is that proof that they're fake it's kind of hard for me to go there but the question you originally asked is why why would it even happen I, I definitely can't answer that Unless there's some kind of... Unless God, I guess, wanted to use that experience mm-hmm. to serve as a testimony for people that that don't believe.
0: And then how do we figure out which one's real and which one's fake? Like this poor boy. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's, it, it is a difficult difficult topic.
0: That just like <clears throat> swung the entire pendulum from joyful and joking and happy to...
1: Yeah, I kind of took in a different direction from favorite ice creams.
0: You have that effect on people. Just I to, do, yeah. I can just, just turn terrible. on a dime.
1: Yeah, go from laughing to just crying in like a split second. Joy to sorrow.
0: So was that movie still like releasing everything?
1: Yeah, I think the movie was released before uh, the kid came out. About <laughs> well, that's convenient.
0: <laughs> be really,
1: that really shut the oh, whole production. Oh, wait. by the way, after we made oh, millions JK. of dollars... I did not see the movie, though, so I'm not sure.
0: I didn't either. Now I'm going to boycott the
1: movie. Yeah, you movie. should. But I know that Lifeway pulled all of its books off the shelves whenever this happened. I oh, so. was at Lifeway the other day. Did you see it? Did you see Heaven Is For Real? You didn't because they pulled them no. two years ago. Their artwork is way too expensive, by the way. It is very expensive. It's nice and tasteful, but I mean... Is it worth that much? Uh, that's a great question. How much is art really... Can you put a price on it? Is art a sport... I, mm, do you have to be athletic to play art? It's cross-country sport. Oh,
0: gosh. We are drawing from the summer of 16 where yes. me and Mary Gwynn, who, by the way, is going to be in Chattanooga today. You should get her on the podcast. That'd be interesting. Why isn't she here right now? Why didn't you set that up? Well, you know.
1: It'd be a relief. She never
0: liked us anyway.
1: That's true. She was our other intern. She probably wouldn't even listen to this. <sighs> yeah, our other intern, as in our Or she would, Or <laughs> that false... She would, she would listen to it just to make fun of us. Never she never was very us. mean. She was just she was the sweetest. Was she then? We were really mean to her. What were we? I don't know. Was it not? You know, kind of. I thought it was funny. It was kind of what we did. But anyway, she kind of deserved we, it. We had this d- ongoing debate throughout the entire summer of what qualifies as a legitimate sport, and even deeper than that, what qualifies as being an athlete. Which mm-hmm. we're not going to get into that right now because that would can't. take up the rest <laughs> of our time. Uh, but it, just listeners, think about that. What is an athlete?
0: Poll question. What is a sport? That you can't pull into. What is an athlete? What is a sport? I just said that. I know, but I made it into a poll, which is cooler. than just Oh, you but you
1: it. also said that there's no way for them to respond to it. So. Well,
0: you know, but it just sounds cooler. Okay. It does sound pole cooler. Poll question. Yeah. Poll question. Poll
1: question. Should we move on to the next topic? Poll
0: answers, no. <sighs> okay.
1: So, false Apparently he didn't go to heaven.
0: Well Not that he won't I, eventually. Well, you know, after this big, you know <laughs> Who are we to judge?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you just made a judgment. Or you alluded to making a judgment. It's terrible.
0: Which is that a sin? If I alluded to it.
1: I don't know. We're getting really deep.
0: Okay, so And we're back. We're not back, Mitchell. Oh.
1: We've been here the entire time. You're right. I just, I it doesn't work every like now and that. Then you need to say that This is a commercial. People a, might press pause or something. But I, maybe well, then they had you told me you were going to do
0: that, and I to add Can it we an run effect. a
1: Bluebell ad? With
0: I, I'd <laughs> rather destroy this entire event. We could do
1: a Lifeway Book ad.
0: I'd rather burn this house to the ground. Whoa. That's how much I love this house. That's, gosh. You do have a beautiful home. Thank you. I love
1: it. It's great. Anyway. <clears throat> you have a
0: better home than Michael's apartment, which was That's probably disgusting. True. He's like, by a,
1: the way, a you know, college kid.
0: Well, I'm a college kid. Yep. Okay. Anywho, Mitchell, you have a history lesson for me. A bit of one. A bit of one. A bit of one. This isn't your what if, right? This is just your...
1: Yes. Um, yeah, we'll have another segment on what okay. if history was different. This is what actually happened. History, Break it down for History me. segment. Okay, so I told you before we started that I think you would appreciate the topic of this. And Stephen has not heard this yet, so okay. I wanted to talk about... And I purposely said, don't tell me. Yeah, that's correct. For the effect. Because we're all natural. All natural, exactly. As we sit here, um, I wanted to talk about the legend of the death of the one and only. Oh my! Backwoodsman Davy Crockett. You're kidding me right now. I'm not What a, a treat! Here. What a treasure! Okay, so you know, t- Tennessee boy that you are, and Texas boy I am, hammer. this is the perfect. You're welcome. By the way, this is the perfect merge you wanna, of. You want to say thank you? Well, we'll get to okay. that. Whether or not we're going to get to whether or not I really need to thank you in a minute here, because my biggest hold up but on telling that. the Tennesseans thank you all the time is that they didn't really save us from the you know, yeah we didn't just album. sacrifice all of our people for you that's <laughs> okay <laughs> No, thank you for your sacrifice You're Stephen welcome. as though you were there anyway so you know Davy Crockett along with several Tennesseans uh, many of them actually uh, Sam Houston included a lot of different people that came from Tennessee to help fight in the Texas War of Independence from Mexico. Mexico and one of the most famous battles that is known worldwide was the battle for the Alamo that happened you know, in the mid-1800s and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because one of the most legendary Tennessee figures uh, of, of history is as everybody knows Davy Crockett and of course he's been portrayed in Disney shows and movies and all kinds of different things. Toon Skin Cap. Toon Skin Cap. And actually, the reason I'm even interested in this all is not just because of the Texas side of it, but because when I was in high school, AP U.S. History, we had to do this gigantic project with enormous amounts of research, and I chose to research the life of Davy Crockett. So I got to go to um, Texas A&M University's library, which is huge and expansive, but they've got collections of... The original works of the Crockett Almanac, which was the almanac that Davy Crockett was the editor-in-chief of, that were what? the tall tales of his life. It was basically something he created in order to promote know. himself. It's amazing. It's amazing. I like but, someone creating a podcast to promote themselves. Very much like that. Yes. So I'm on par with Davy Crockett. So he, put a, he sort of created this caricature of himself. Um, just to promote you know, backwoodsmanship and all those kind of things. Anyway, so I got to read a lot of those and hear tall tales and all this kind of stuff. It was really neat. But I got to read into the death of Davy Crockett. And mm-hmm. everybody agrees. And by everybody, I mean scholars, historians. Everybody knows that he died at the Alamo. He was one of the few defenders there. And if you don't know anything about the Alamo, it was this overwhelming uh, Mexican army that was fighting against a relatively small number of, of Texas defenders. <laughs> Many of them were for Tennessee. That is that is true, but they left Tennessee for some reason, and wanted <laughs> Maybe to defend like their land. Maybe it was purely the volunteerism. So this group of Texas guys were were held up in this mission, uh, which was the Alamo mission in nowadays San Antonio, and they had to defend themselves as long as they possibly could against this invading army. And the, it was completely one sided, they pretty much never had a chance of winning. Uh, there's all kinds of stories about. How they decided who was going to stay, you know the drawing of the line in the sand, and all this kind of cool, cool history moments and stuff and and basically, there were just a very small number of people that left. I think it was some women and, and a couple of things to def- a couple of guys to defend them, but nearly all the men that were there decided to stay and defend it, knowing mm-hmm. they were probably going to die at some point. David Crockett enters the scene. Um, a lot of people wonder if it was purely because he he just loved adventure. this was obviously at the end of his life, so he had he had been a true backwoodsman. He had been a senator for Tennessee for a long time. He had he had, had this amazing life. It was part politician, part other things, and uh, this was the capstone. So he decides to go to the, to the Alamo, and again, most people think it's because he's at the end of his life. He wasn't particularly old, but he had all these amazing experiences and this legend about him, and maybe he just wanted you know, one last big adventure. Who, who knows, really? But he's there. for sure sure. and he is one of the few men that is there ready to defend to the death this spot in Texas and really all they were hoping to do strategically was just delay the army take out as many of Santa Ana's people as they could so that when that army moved on to the next place the larger Texas army would be able to defeat them and ultimately that is what happened so they knew they are doomed so it's one of those can we hold out as long as possible it's kind of a cool deal
0: it's an amazing deal. So this
1: battle happens, and they actually do a, an incredible job at defending their area. Um, they, they defeat a large number of the enemy, um, and ultimately really kind of does turn the tide of the war uh, for the side of the Texans and the volunteers. Um, but what I wanted to get to here was there are these legends about how Davy Crockett himself
0: died. Oh. There's, I've heard some of these. I think. There's
1: a lot of different versions of yeah. it, and I'm not going to get them all exactly <laughs> right. I just kind of wanted to raise the conversation mm. uh, because it's pretty cool. So, you know, one of the most basic ones is just that he died in the midst of defending, you know, one of the walls of the place. Right. And what I like about those is there's different accounts of people. Um, who have said that he and again a lot of these are like legends so right. they may not have even come from first hand witnesses there were only a few people and I think it was just women and some children that actually survived I, I don't remember if there was any male defender that actually survived this or not so who knows what the truth is but there were some accounts or at least legends that he you know, was defending with a musket that had run out of bullets and powder and, and what he was doing was just swinging it wildly <laughs> like a baseball bat. That's right. I mean, just, just cracking it against these, awesome. these enemy soldiers as they're piling over the wall and everyone else around him is dead. I mean, you can kind of imagine this picture of this crazy dude maybe or maybe not with a coon cap on at the time. Definitely. you got to picture him with one, right? Because that's, that's his that's essence. He's so got a raccoon hat on his head and I he'd imagine. run out of bullets maybe... Uh, you know, I just picture him with like a knife in one hand and wielding his musket in one on the other hand, and he's just like oh. twirling and swinging and cracking against these guys, and just creating a pile of bodies around him. All of his fellow defenders so are dead already, and he's the last one standing. I love that. And now uh, you can just imagine him finally like, taking that one fateful bullet or that sword strike. Or multiple, I
0: assume. You have to take multiple oh, bullets. You do.
1: It's just like Boromir in Lord of the Rings. He gets shot with like 50 arrows. Same exact deal. Um, just an aside there to my Lord of the Rings uh, trivia knowledge as well. Uh, but yeah, I like that. There's, you know, One last stand, Everybody surrounding him, and he's still fighting to the very last true. breath. I would love to believe that that is true. Just going down in a, well, in a blaze of glory. But there's more. There's more. So another one is, is that he had been captured. That there were just a few guys. We know that some people were captured and executed. Nobody was left alive. But there were a few that were captured and executed. So one I, I like is that he was captured because he had been injured. And he's taken before Santa Ana and you know the generals or whatever. And right. they just begin to execute these guys. And this is my favorite story, I think. Maybe even more than him wielding his, you know, musket. No more, no more bullet musket. Is that right as he's about to be executed, he makes this one desperate lunge and growls like a lion as he leaps mm. towards Santa Ana as though he can sink his teeth into mm. him. And then right before he gets to him, he is struck down by the executioner. It's like, I'm going to give it one last shot. That is awesome. I hope that's true. I hope that one's true. I do too. I like that one. So there's my little piece of history. We know he died, but how exactly? Do we know he died? Where's the body? That's true. I I don't Burden know. Burden of proof. Burden of proof is on Ball. those who want to prove his death. It was a long time. Show ago. me the body. <laughs> but but how did he die? Blaze of glory? Desperate last <sighs> That's interesting. stand? What if you just he died at the his, very beginning. At the at the enemy general. What if he died Oz? at the very beginning? That would be really sad. What oh, if he died on the way? So side side note on this, uh, we know he was there, and all the eyewitness accounts that were like some of the women and children, they they have different accounts of actually watching him fight. And so we know <laughs> he was there. We know he was a defender. We know that even though he wasn't really part of the army, he was such a natural leader that the people were kind of. Like his men were flocking to him, and like yeah. he was running around and encouraging them. There's even one account that said that he was playing a violin to keep his <laughs> morale up. I mean, how great is
0: oh, that? Oh, that is amazing. That is just so good. That is amazing.
1: I love it. That's why I love history.
0: I love history too, but
1: you are on a different level of history. I but wish I my my biggest thing has always been I wish I could remember more of what I read and hear because there's so much cool stuff and. And, you know, we hear kind of these, like the meta story of a lot of history and like the overall situation, especially with wars and stuff. Like we know the there's overall so much more. countries that are fighting each other, but there's so much more humanity. <laughs> there's to so much it more. And, and these unique moments in history. And sometimes, you know, a really good storyteller can, who knows enough, can pull them out. But I just wish I could remember it all. Like have almost like an encyclopedia, encyclopedic memory, and I could just pull it out. If I ever want to tell a story, that would be a cool superpower. Yeah, that would be your superpower. It, no, it would okay. be a cool okay. superpower. Okay. Well, it you a, you implied, you alluded, cool, you alluded to cool nerd, nerd power. Nerd power. Nerd power.
0: Going off of that, Texas versus Tennessee. Texas, terrible state in the union, or the worst state in the union. Go.
1: How could? What? Why are those the options? This is kind, kind like of when you said, "Am I the greatest?" Or I'm great. just
0: giving you the facts.
1: I don't understand where, you, where your basis for that conversation is. Why do y'all from. always want to secede? Every election. It's just a conversation that we like to have. We've never tried to do it. Really?
0: Y'all yes. never tried to sign a petition and get votes to secede.
1: Statewide, there has never been a legitimate push to secede from the union.
0: I'm not talking about legitimate, but you've y'all have tried. Well, there's Groups crazy thri- people everywhere. Well, they're mainly in Texas.
1: And I believe we could secede. If spoiler. We so desired to, spoiler. My dad is from Texas. Okay, you should have a little bit more affinity. Oh, for I love it. Texas. You just asked me to defend whether or not it was terrible or the absolute worst. Yeah, because it's a good topic to defend. I was interested to hear your opinion. I will say that it is the only state in the union that was once its own country.
0: That's legit, Fact.
1: and that's pretty cool.
0: I would want Tennessee to move into the Union of
1: Texas. Could you just take, could Tennessee take the place of Oklahoma geographically? No, because there's Arkansas there. I mean like could we slide it over, just transpose it? No, it's a
0: totally different demographic. Naturally and physically. Yeah,
1: you're right. People would not like that very much.
0: I wouldn't like it. I need those Appalachians, baby. In that R-Ringham? Mississippi River, yeah, that dirty rural river. That river is disgusting. <laughs> it really is. Do not ever eat anything out of that river. Not I, even. Mine. I don't think I have. Ugh. But anyway, so yeah. to conclude,
1: you have a hat. I do. It, it, my hat is the the former logo of the Houston, which Asher. I like.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I like the new one. I love the orange. I do
1: like the new one. I I hate orange. Nothing on UT, Tennessee, UT. But it is. I'm just saying, I don't like the color orange. Oh, I love it. And so so the fact that sometimes the Astros are wearing full on orange everything, Mm. that just Mm. bothers my senses. That's so clean. I don't have like a moral obligation. Or, uh, not obligation. I don't have a moral. Compass? No. Anyway. I like the color choice for this particular one, and it, they use a lot of kind of reddish maroon almost, and like mm, some like dark blue, and stuff, it was cool, dark brown, it was a really pretty color combo, so they've now moved to what looks really retro, and that's cool for that factor. I do love the retro. Like the, the retro look is pretty neat. Anyway, so, yeah, the Astro's just won the World Series. Wait, how long have you had that hat? Oh, well, uh, probably seven years? Really? Maybe. It would have been longer than that. I don't think so, I think I it's bought one that It's pretty beat here, up. But it is. And actually uh it looks like it's almost a pale tan color but it actually used to be black are you kidding me yeah you can kind of tell on the underside it's still wait seriously yeah
0: guys that hat is like light tan khaki color it's
1: been so so that's insane bleached out by the sun uh, but it used to be black yeah <laughs> it doesn't look like that at all does it
0: have you ever washed it
1: several times yeah okay like in the like yeah, that's that's just some shower and wash I've it been, out or well, or whatever. I never run it through the washing machine. I don't want to get teared up. But I do that once with my hat that I really love. Mm-hmm. It worked. I've heard you can put them in the dishwasher.
0: Ooh.
1: I haven't tried that. That's a hot take. But they won the World Series. They won the World and Series. that is a pretty exciting thing for all former Texans. You know, we've been waiting for the entire franchise history for a, a mm-hmm. World Series win. Mm-hmm. And when I went to college a couple years in, I guess it was 2005... The Astros went to the World Series for the first time, and I think they played the White Sox and just got creamed mm-hmm. uh, So we were excited that they made it um, And that still had a lot of the players uh, They were still on the team that I kind of knew growing up when I was in Houston, you know for first 19 years right. of my life That was really exciting, but then they took a real nosedive <laughs> Not that long <laughs> after that. And I think it was just a couple of years ago They were the worst team in the league mm-hmm. for like a couple of years in, the, in yeah. a row and you know, Then they really kind of tapped into all the sabermetrics stuff and the money ball concepts and, and started to build this team and sort of, a, from what I've read, a mix of traditional recruiting um, and scouting, but also using all of these analytics and stuff. Oh, yeah. Nolan Ryan was in on a lot of this, actually. Um, I hate sabermetrics. But it's been effective for the Cubs, you got to admit, and for the Astros now. Both of those teams employed them to a huge degree. It's just true. I'm a Stephen. Cubs fan, by the way. Yeah, he is a Cubs 2016, fan. 2016, oh, Glorious so good. time. So, so That good. was their first win in forever. This was the Astros' first win 127 in... 127 years. This was the Astros' first win ever. Only their second time to go to the World Series. And it was just... It was really cool. And actually, with the Rockets being really good last year and this year and... 107 years, by the way. I said 127. For the Cubs? I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not talking about the but I just love them curse the goat man broken no more holler yep Uh, but another thing Astros related this year Jeff Bagwell legendary first baseman for the Astros and one of my you know baseball idols when I was growing up was admitted to the to the hall of fame wow congratulations perfect taking his place alongside Craig Biggio legendary second baseman of the Astros and that was also a really happy day for anyone who knew the team back then which you did which I did, the, Just describe the emotions the though,
0: when you figured out that they had won the World Series. Because I assume you did
1: not stay up and watch it. I did watch the final game. You did? I okay. did. Yep, I had to. Um, I was standing with like in you know, like a silent cheer because everybody was sleeping my house. So I'm standing, I was had, standing. I had my my TV headphones on so that it wouldn't make any noise, and I was just standing in the living room with like both my hands in victory pose. And That's it, so it was actually not a very exciting game uh, because it was...
0: Y'all crushed it. The evening, in in right
1: hindsight, now. it was over in the second inning. I think they right. went up like 5-1 to one and nobody right. else scored again. Uh, but there was always the chance yeah, yeah. that somebody might hit because a home run. Because L.A.'s
0: remember. got some good
1: at-bats. Yeah, so you never knew what was going to happen. And, and L.A., of course, I think was the best team in the league uh, for this well, season, you know, uh, record-wise. Because they're pretty good. So it, it could have... It, anything could have happened, but it didn't. And then the very, very end, you know, mm-hmm. the, the final out, and you're just like, "This is a great day
0: for a World Series that I was heard of after the Cubs World Series from last year, which I think a lot of us can agree was the greatest World Series you've ever seen. You
1: know, I've heard that many times.
0: I'm not even joking. No, right I, no I'm not. I'm not saying like was, this is serious. Seven games, many down to the wire, against, extra, so, yeah, yeah, greatest, just because of the the whole charisma of it of the true. Cubs and the Indians, just not be able to get it done. This is a great second act, if you will. A good fall. It, it, it
1: rivaled that series. Well any any seven game right. World series is but just but this one just it. so
0: special. And because of the Astros, because they never won it all, because of the Dodgers like streak. Like yeah. it, it's come to a point where we don't care about we, we don't want repeat champions. We want people that have not been in the championship in forever. That's what we want, because it's a better
1: story. It is a better story. Let's let's go this do way you think the M L B is rigged? rigged? Yeah. I don't I don't know. The thing with the MLB that is different than other 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 sports, I guess, some other sports, is the money factor. Not money ball. I'm talking about the, the actual money that some of these teams have. Like the Yankees is the classic Insane. example, right? They have so much more money than a than a, a smaller team uh, or a, a I guess a poorer team that they can literally afford players that other teams can't afford and well, they, can they just afford did. They have so many of them. Yeah. And that's why it's hard. And that's why I think this whole analytics, sabermetrics movement is so fascinating because it, to some degree it allows a team that's not as talented on, the, on paper to perform better than these teams that just have all the money in the world. That's yes. kind of neat.
0: Sabermetrics and analytics works great for MLB and possibly NBA, but not for football. It does not work for football.
1: How much has it really been applied, though? I don't know the answer to
0: that. Uh, Well, a lot of teams started using it as far as, like, tracking data of, of, like, their body habits during practice, of, like, their explosiveness and stuff, Mm -hmm. and those teams are terrible. Really? Yeah.
1: Maybe it's just too much in its infancy.
0: It's not relying on the human error of the sport. Not error, but you know what I mean. So it doesn't work in football to some sense because because baseball is driven by stats, I think, based on, like, like hitting percentage and, like, pitching and stuff like that, but football is more of, like, can you give that second effort? Like, can you can you run that and like I think hit that true. second effort? You know, so it's more of that.
1: And I think another big thing with football that is very different. It's amazing, than baseball. Yeah. I'm not doing. You I love, baseball. Baseball. I love baseball. Come on, uh, but baseball. Every moment in baseball is is kind of an individual moment. Right. It's like the batter <laughs> is the only one swinging that bat against a single pitcher, and then a ball flying in the outfield is going to be caught by one guy. So all of those are like single individual right. things. Whereas in 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 football and I guess in basketball certainly too, there are so many more moving mm-hmm. moving pieces. And like if a missed block over there happens, then that guy's gonna get tackled. Or, you know, if somebody trips, it's just a thousand different things can happen that make it I, I think I'm fairly saying this, far more complicated than right. than measuring baseball statistics. Although like percentages on you know, turning over downs, all, all that kind of stuff can be measured, and, and they have been doing that for forever. So I wonder if they'll figure out a way to do analytics for football that work for it as well as work for baseball. I
0: don't know. Baseball, harder sport to play. Football, more complex sport.
1: Are you proposing that for yes. debate?
0: Yes, I'm saying that. There's no debate about it.
1: <laughs> I think that's probably true. I think the skill set for a baseball player is so specific in the right. league um, you it's don't necessarily so have to, to be. Hit that you don't have to be as good of an athlete to be a great baseball right. player, um, but you have to be really unbelievably good at a very specific skill set. Which you just opened another door. I know we're not going to. Are baseball we're not players, players we're athletes? Yes, they can be. Okay, See, we're not going to get into this not conversation. Athlete. We're not getting into this conversation. Okay. <laughs> you would pick the fattest guy <laughs> to use your example. And there's only one. I know, but he's a fantastic pitcher. <laughs> Like right, he's but he's not an And
0: I'm not. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about this debate that so many people have have harped on me for. It's. I'm not saying you're not impressive. I'm not saying running ten miles is not impressive.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just saying you can't categorize it as a sport. I'm not saying pizza is awesome, but it's not healthy. I'm not saying it tastes amazing, but I'm not saying it's Mexican food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not, I'm not taking anything away from. You're just lines.
1: You're just trying to categorize things. I'm drawing a line in the sand. Line in the sand, just like at the Alamo. Mm. And we're back to that. Davey Crockett. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so you were saying earlier, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see, I don't know, sports is a cool thing.
0: It's also a terrible thing.
1: It can waste a lot of time.
0: That's it. We're done. We're done with that. know we're, we're, we're done done. But we didn't talk
1: about alternate history. Ooh, do you want to talk about that momentarily?
0: Okay, think about let this. Let me ask you
1: a question, Mr. Okay. Interviewer. Well, I kind of see this as a
0: co-host kind of thing.
1: Okay, okay. What guest co-host? Like each time you have one, it's a guest co-host. That makes co-host. sense. We okay. can go with that. Go with that. So second tier. I don't necessarily have tier. a specific a specific moment in history, but just playing the what if game, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of always fun. What is a moment in time that you would just like to see? the alternate history of meaning if, if one thing had happened differently like the butterfly effect one thing happens and it changes the entire outcome you know moving forward what would you like to see have gone differently not necessarily live it but just okay. see what would have happened and you have can to you have multiple? to explain what was the moment that changes that leads to the alternate history you can do multiple yeah
0: okay well personally on a personal level i would choose every single moment in time that i ate ice cream Because then I would be skinny. Have you ever thought about that? No. Like I wish I could go back in time and change every single eating pattern.
1: But think about how much less happy you would be. You would gain weight because you'd be so unhappy.
0: No, 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 no. no. But then I'd be skinny at this point. Then I can splurge now. That's dumb. I'm talking about like
1: great moments in history, not great. Who says me eating ice cream isn't great. Uh, I do, for sure. And everyone listening to this, all five of them. I was eating Bluebell. It would be terrible. But (laughs) There it is. What moment in history? Yeah.
0: Do you have one? Well, obviously, okay. obviously, obviously, what if Jesus Christ was never crucified? What if Judas had never turned him into the Jews? Mm.
1: Oh man!
0: If you want to continue on the theological plot, dude, that's but nuts. That's crazy because is that Judas's purpose?
1: And then if that way, if yeah. that
0: goes into that, do we have free will?
1: Oh darn! Pharaoh with Moses,
0: me with ice cream. Yep. So that's a good thought of the, of the whole Judas. Yeah. That that just opens up so many. It can of worms.
1: Yeah. So many worms. Maybe we should we should table that one because there's too much theology involved and it could get complicated. Because he he had to be sacrificed. We think. I don't have a scenario. You do. Tell me. I do have one. I, I was thinking about this earlier, and, and I've got to give credit. Um, the original credit goes to Dan Carlin and his no, podcast no. series. I'm it's just saying you. he's the one that got me it's thinking about this. Um, this. But I, I was listening show. to a, a kind of history podcast about the origin of World War One. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating, because a lot of this i'd heard the basics of, but didn 't know all the details. but in this podcast, uh, Dan Carlin 's talking about how World War I came about, and then he goes through all the different parts of, of what actually happened. But it starts off by kind of posing this question of who who is the most important figure that affects the history of the 20th century and, and his argument is that it 's actually the guy and i can 't remember his name right now uh, the guy that kills Archduke Ferdinand, thereby mm-hmm. starting the wheels in motion that began World War One, and, and the whole argument is that all of the effects of World War One are still playing out even today, a right. hundred years later, um, because of the way that it just completely changed the world, it changed the dynamic of, of nations fighting against each other, uh-huh. it changed the maps, literally, of right. Africa and the Middle East, and, and all that is still messy, and we're still dealing with it right now. But I... I I didn't know how that assassination had actually gone. And it's something like this. Again, I'm not a historian, I don't have all the details in front of me, but basically there was a little team that was supposed to assassinate the Archduke as he's driving around in his car. And the whole thing gets botched and like there's you know some just missteps on the team of the assassins. Anyway, the Archduke doesn't get shot and is able to flee, and they're trying to get his car and his caravan out of the area. Uh, where the initial moment of assassination was supposed to occur. So it, it looks like he's going to get out. Mm-hmm. And this particular assassin, the one that actually finally is able to make that happen, um, he had basically given up. He said, man, we missed our chance. So he's about to leave, or maybe he's even out of the way. But because of confusion and different things happening in the city that they're in, the Archduke's, the Archduke's caravan gets turned around and ends up right back where mm-hmm. they started from. And this guy who was about to just throw his hands up and walk away sees that he's going to have another chance. And he takes the chance and ends up, of course, assassinating the Archduke, which starts World War I. So what if – I guess there's several what ifs. What if the assassin had been a little bit farther away at that point? And no longer at that point of intersection with the archduke, and didn't have the chance to pull the trigger. Or what if the archduke's caravan had made right turns, you know, like correct turns, and actually fled the area? You're talking
0: you're talking about a couple, like two or three mistakes, like moments that caused like years, moments.
1: And certainly there there was already military buildup with you know the the Prussian army and the German all that kind of stuff was still happening. So maybe something would have still exploded eventually, but. But what if World War One didn't happen, or at least nothing would like it actually did? right now? I, we, we the Americans, or, we, or as in you and I? Would we be born? Uh, that's way too, way too butterfly effectish Lord for you, my point. But like, what would the state of the world look like if something as pivotal as would World War One had not happened? Would Hitler still be Hitler? If if World War I did not happen, World War II would not have happened. Wow. Not you know, like, not like mean, it is. Okay. Because World War II, I'm going to argue this, and other people may disagree, but I'm pretty sure this is well understood. World War II happened in direct response right. to what had happened in World right. War I. Agreed. So if there wasn't a World War I, or if it didn't look like it did, would World War II have happened? Wow. Would you have had, in both of those cases, nearly an entire generation of men from the fighting countries killed? Right. And if they hadn't been killed... And left widows and children and orphans, all that kind of stuff. How much different? Like, I know that like, advances in technology and stuff happened because of war. So World War I, amazing advances in medicine and technology and World War II, same deal. But if it hadn't happened, would we be farther ahead technologically or farther behind <laughs> technologically? I mean, that, that is, Ooh, that's, that a is so that's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about. That is so good. Will it be in terms of our population size as well? A great question. I mean, you can look on those bell curves of world population that it takes some significant dips during those world wars. Measurable dips. It's crazy.
0: Because of a couple moments in time. A couple of moments.
1: That's scary
0: and also interesting just to know that it kind of makes you wonder, right? It just makes me wonder. A couple moments in your life can dictate your entire life.
1: Yeah. And maybe you won't even realize it until you're looking back at the end. Mmm. It's juicy.
0: Full circle, as they say. But anyway, this has been Homefield Disadvantage. I'm your host, Stephen Walker. What would you call yourself? I would say today I'm the guest host, Mitchell Halstead. Mitchell Halstead, Youth Minister Extraordinaire. Esquire. At
1: the. What does Esquire even mean? Esquire? It's like a term of honor for. I don't know. It's something to do with law. Whatever. I'm Which not you're inspired. not even a part of. Fine. You may refer to me as Abba or that's not Rabbi. Right.
0: That's not right either. Okay. We're not Jewish. Or I'm not. I don't know about you. I'm not. You can confirm that you're not Jewish? I can confirm it. All right. I think that settles it. Well. That's a good way to end. This has been Homefield Disadvantage. We hope you subscribe. If you aren't, but you've already found us, so there's no point of telling you where to find us. You can tell your
1: friends to subscribe.
0: Yes. Follow me on Twitter at StephenWalker0 with a PH no spaces no caps. Mitchell you are not on social media am No right?
1: I'm like a like a Hobbit. A Hobbit living in a Hobbit hole of media.
0: That's a terrible analogy. That was
1: You took me there.
0: That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard on this podcast.
1: And there were some dumb things. That's a low. That's not even a, on this. That's one. an all time low. <laughs>
0: yeah like Bluebell is the best ice cream.
1: Yeah. I guess the only way these people are ever going to hear from me is if they listen to me in a future podcast because they'll never be able to find me. I'm off the grid. Or in this podcast. Yeah, like another one of these. If you ever bring me back. What are you implying? I don't know. I would like to come back.
0: This has been a a hit. I know it's going to get five star reviews. (laughs) I know we're going to gain (laughs) followers. This is Mitchell Halstead. Go follow him. In real life, yes. At Clear Creek come Church, to and come to church. He will bless you.
1: I would hope so. You can
0: pay him fifty bucks. What's the? Uh, no, we're not into What's that? the going rate for contributions? Right. What's I, the average? That's a great. I really don't know. I don't. I don't look at the money numbers. Well, I meant like to get into heaven, because remember when the oh Catholics, well yeah well, the, not the, the indulgence the
1: indulgences thing is, is a little yeah you're right on that indulgences we're kind of past that because Clear Creek does still do indulgences adulteresses indulgences I'm <laughs> glad I misheard you uh, we do not do indulgences okay yep that's what I heard that's but. way way long ago not even church Christ. okay okay
0: all right this has been great um, Homefield disadvantage subscribe on iTunes um, you can also find us on anchor but no one uses that anyway so this has been fun thank you Mitchell for for Allow me to break into your home. Yes, thank you for A lovely home. Your address is an again. ice
1: cream. I won't give that out.
0: Okay. He's not giving his address. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. That's fine. All right, y'all. Y'all have a great day. Bye.
1: Oh, thank you.